0: Welcome to Armchair Preaching, a podcast of the First Presbyterian Church in Lakeland, Florida. This is a podcast about God's Word, the beauty of the gospel, and what it takes to communicate that truth to others. I'm your host, Pastor Zach McGowan, and today in the Armchair, Pastor Rebecca joins Pastor John and I as we talk about spiritual warfare. We also discuss what it's like to preach in new places. We hope you enjoy the conversation. Again, everybody, welcome back to Armchair Preaching, episode number forty-four. Woo-hoo. Forty-four, and today uh, we're glad to have Pastor Rebecca back in the armchair with us. She's in one of the comfier armchairs here.
1: Yes. <laughs> and once again, for everybody
0: listening, we are all in armchairs. Arm- so armchair Preaching features. Arm Preachers in armchairs. Yes, yeah. If nothing else, that's what it features. <laughs> <laughs> People talking in armchairs. But we're glad to have pa- uh, Pastor Rebecca back. This was her first Sunday since her candidacy week. Um, for those that don't know, Presbyterian um, kind of flow before a pastor is officially called to a church, they come and they preach a sermon um, either to that church or someplace else. But the the congregation got to hear you back in June but this is the first one since you're yeah. coming on board. Right. Right? Yep. And uh, so I wanted to just kind of talk about being the new kid in a, a preaching setting. Uh, you, you're, you've been here almost a month, right? Yes. Almost a month, but mm-hmm. the first time preaching. And John's been here just past two years. Two years, six months in COVID time.
2: <laughs> so really, yeah, yeah, just
0: take COVID out. Too. Yeah, that's right. So really, um, not at all in a normal situation. Still, uh, <laughs> right? Really, um, not a full year normal. But so, to tell me about your experience here. This is what is it like? Now, you've preached in a lot of different places, right? Yes. Can Can you tell folks kind of like a range of the sorts of places, like either geographically or or whatnot, that you've you've preached and brought God's word?
2: Um, preached in Southeast Asia. Uh, preached in rural churches, um, preached in large city churches. Uh, most of them have been like the classic service, yeah um, Southeast Asia it was in a house um, but it was still very different than the vine, which I did last Sunday. yeah, um, so uh,
0: so what's it like going into into one of those new environments, especially if it's like a different style than you're used to?
2: Well, I wasn't expecting it to be so blinded by the light, um, (laughs) (laughs) pun intended.
1: Do you mean when you you stood up on the platform and looked out for the first time?
2: I I did. I saw nothing. All I saw were lights looking back at me. Uh, I saw somewhat of silhouettes Mm -hmm. of blackness. Um, There is a dim light that is in the back of the the space, Mm -hmm. and I saw one lady's face uh, very dimly, but for the most part, especially the close-up people, like Zach was in the front row, um, I saw nothing uh there it was just a big black sea of nothing. Yeah. And then you saw he some of He told me he's gonna be up there
1: heckling you anyway, so it's good <laughs> to it. I wouldn't have
2: seen it. Uh,
0: <laughs>
2: from time to time, you know, I, I heard people chuckle or, or, or things like that. But yeah. you
0: knew I, they were there when they did that. That's about that's the only thing yeah.
2: you know and I've been in theater productions and stuff, you know, minor high school kind of things and am used to, you know, the light shining on me but I could always see the the audience
0: Somewhat, dimly, yeah,
2: um, but no, not here, no, not, not on Sunday. Was it the
0: first time you had a, a preached in in that kind of physical type space where where the light was like that?
2: Yeah, I don't remember ever not seeing anybody at all.
0: Wow, yeah. yeah. And what was so? What was that like in terms of what you had prepared versus what like? How, how did you overcome that kind of initial shock of...
2: Well, I tried to hide the shock on my face. Of, I, didn't oh, oh. I didn't notice.
0: I didn't notice. I didn't notice. I didn't notice either. Yeah. Uh,
2: but so really it was like, oh, okay. Um, and then adapt, adapt, adapt Yeah, is kind of what I was saying in my brain um, and just move forward because otherwise it would have just taken away from the worship experience yeah. of people who were there. So um, you just... Move on. <laughs>
0: Were there things that you thought about throughout this week different? Was there, was there anything different about your preparation this week? Because you knew you were going into Vine. I mean, you didn't realize the lights were going to be like that, but you knew you were going into a modern experience. Was there prep differences or was it mostly the prep the
2: differences is just not knowing the technology, yeah. trying to navigate the technology, trying to navigate people's schedules, um, who can teach me. Um, I still don't know the technology for, for Vine yet. Yeah. Um, so not knowing that, not really knowing the flow, because I had been to your service, you know, a month ago yeah. on World Communion Sunday
0: yeah which was a little different than that it's because we yeah. had communion Sunday yeah
2: and who does what when yeah. what are my cues um and then i you know i didn't print out the paper for my cues so it was going from my memory which is not really great mm-hmm. um but i was like okay look for the little ccli little uh, <laughs> subtitles yeah, at the bottom of right, the yeah. song that's my win. cue that's my yeah. cue okay they're praying that's my cue um yeah. and then kind of looking around for confirmation but it's black in that room
0: it's really hard to see
1: <laughs> and that. But but is it so, would, you know, would you say though that even in the 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 home in Southeast Asia or any of these other venues in the in big city church or rural churches that there's that when you're doing it for the first time mm-hmm. that there is still going to be what you're describing a, a you have to think through. Well, you, you I can almost feel with you what you were mm-hmm. going through on Sunday morning that you were having to go okay okay I got to think through every step along the way is that is that true across the board for you
2: yes, even when I was doing the classic services I mean especially Thursday we do pre-recording yeah. which is a different order than when we do it on Sunday at ten thirty mm-hmm. which is different than the eight fifteen service yeah. even though they're both classic services um so just I, I really am glued to the the worship plan, which Mm -hmm. bulletin is what I call it, um, glued to that uh, just to know, okay, when am I going up? When am I going up? And one time I was so happy in prayer for the prelude, I almost forgot to get up. It was actually the silence that cued me, oops, that's my cue. (laughs) Um, I should be up there talking right now. Um, Get up there. Um, So, yeah, it's But even back in West Virginia, we did the same thing, same order every single week. And I still was glued to the bulletin of, you know, what's next? What's next? What's next?
0: Yeah, John, so just, you, you know, you, you've been here two-ish, two-ish years, just a little over yeah, two, yeah. a lot of COVID time. So, like, what was your, you know, you talked, you had been in modern services before, yeah. been in traditional services, but there's still stuff that is new, even in yeah. even when you're going in traditional service. Like you're saying, Rebecca, the orders are different, mm-hmm. even between our services, even if you've been in a traditional or classic service before. Every church does it differently. So, mm-hmm. what was your experience like coming in, just new, trying to figure out that order, and also shaping the order too, to some yeah. extent as well? Yeah,
1: yeah. No, it, it, it it's it's you know, you come into a new setting, and I, I I'm not hesitant to make a change in a new setting. Yeah. But my my mo has always been. I'm coming in to learn what has been the setting first, so that's like yeah. I just really want to spend some time getting to know. Show me what has been the norm around here, and then we'll begin to talk together about what where we want to d- direct it and change it and, and adapt it along the way. So, so part of it was just tr- kind of like Rebecca was talking about, just just getting to get a sense of the rhythm of the of the planning cycle, which she was talking about, and as well as the order of of service. Uh, and so that was just an ordinary normal part of, of the process, and it's just a matter of time of of getting comfortable with it, which i'm going to look at Rebecca and say that you will be- you will be comfortable with that and much more comfortable with it, but you will also find yourself you know. Several years into it, and still getting caught up in the moment and, and losing a cue here and there because it's just you're, you're just being a worshiper as well as a worship leader, the biggest thing I think that i that, that I reacted to being in being in a new setting and it 's true in almost any new setting that I can think of in fact it 's in every new setting that I can think of is that when you come into a church where you've served for years and years, you have a lot of relational capital in that yeah. church. You know the people. Yeah, you've been in their lives. You've yeah. married their children. You you've buried their parents. You've just been a part of their life. You've done fun things together. You've done all kinds of things that you do in the life of a church together. And when you come in cold, you have you have virtually none of that. Yeah. And when you have virtually no no relational capital, it's you know the craft of preaching is about preaching to. God has placed you in a particular place in a, in a, in a context with, with people, yeah. and you, so you're preaching to people who, who are, for the most part, strangers to you. Yeah. Or if you go to a conference and speak, you know, I, I was went out to the West Coast and did a did a thing, a, a, a teaching. Event for a week, mm-hmm. and they were strangers to me, so it's yeah. really hard to 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 connect. And so it's it, it's it's a whole different level, and I find it infinitely better to be in the church yeah. for a while and be able to have that strength of of, of 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 relationships. So when you're at the beginning, you don't have any of that, so you just you just lay it out there. You just feel yeah. like I'm just laying out there. You're much it feels much more vulnerable, yeah. oddly enough. I mean, when, when, the, the reality is you're you're speaking things more vulnerably to people that you've had relationship with yeah. down the road, but it feels more vulnerable because. They it's just like you. They heard you for the first time, Rebecca. Mm-hmm. They heard you speak for the second time. Some of them might have heard you for the first time. Yeah. And so uh so so it's when you hear someone, when you're sitting in the crowd with someone for the first time, you're thinking how does she sound? What does she look like? What are her facial expressions? You know, all they're, they're looking at, they're taking in all that sensory data and they're just forming Right impressions, and yeah. that, that's not a good or a bad thing. It's just, they're just forming an impression upon right. you. I felt all that at the beginning yeah. here, and anytime I've gone into, it, I realize that this is a normal thing. But they are busy forming impressions. I'm busy forming impressions, and the the great thing about it is, I also know that that we've taken one step yeah. on this relational journey that, that together.
0: Yeah. Do you do you get a sense, and I'll, I'll kind of throw this out for both of you, but but is there a sense of Added, I, I know for me when I first got to FPC Lakeland, there was a sense of a little bit of self consciousness, right? I'm, like you're just saying, you know that people are seeing it is a first impression, or or at most a second impression. They're still forming opinions about mm-hmm. how you move, and and yeah. even we all have turns of phrases yes. that 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 are unique to us. That though that over the course of time, the congregation will get they'll latch on to but in that first they're like okay I don't know if I what I think about that first what that, did he that, say? that turn what was of that? phrase what I don't understand it? that second
1: time I've heard him say that what was that
0: Yeah did you, did you feel any sense of self consciousness Rebecca this, this week was there a sense of that or
2: it, it, well all the time oh, um, it's not just, like up there there was less only because at that point I, I knew what I was going to say. Yeah. So, it, you know, there's no change in things at this point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but in writing of the sermon, you know, you can't challenge, you can only get away with so much based on the relationship you already have. Yeah. Um, how much can you challenge people? How much can you make them feel uncomfortable when they don't yet know you? Yeah. Um, and so you, holding back or, you know, you need to know who I am first, you know, it, You know, so are you going to get heavy, you know, in your sermon, or are you going to let them know who you are more in your sermon? Like, there was some some of that that factored into um, what I was going to say. But once I got up there,
1: this is it. This is it. Yeah. (laughs) And can we just be just acknowledge the 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 big thing to say the big the elephant in the room here is that she preached her first sermon. Other than the candidating sermon. Her first sermon, she preached about spiritual warfare. Very, very <laughs> about Satan, yeah. the devil. So it's it's that's, that's epic. Yeah. You know, so she, you started, you came in hot. Yeah. yeah.
2: Well, I, I thought if anything goes wrong, I'll just blame it on spiritual warfare.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you already had a scapegoat ready to go. That's right. right I did. Well, I, I, so just, i am just, you know, from, from an audience perspective or a congregation perspective, I, you know, it was a blessing for me to be able to, to sit in the congregation. I think you did a fantastic job and, 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 uh, had a really, uh, a great, um, delivery for that room. Yeah. And, uh, cause it is a, I will say the delivery for me, Though y'all have seen me preach, it, it varies pretty yeah. pretty significantly from one room to the next because of the environment is different. Mm-hmm. My mental, my mental, um, it just goes differently. Mm-hmm. And uh, the funny thing, what you just said, John, about about in, about environment and conferences or whatever. Uh, f- several years ago, here at FPC, we hosted the Fellowship Community, which mm-hmm. is the national more conservative Presbyterians in our denomination. We had the national gathering here, mm-hmm. and I preached the final sermon for that gathering. In our space, the space I've preached in, I can't tell you how many times up to that point. In front of hundreds of preachers from the it denomination. Was so different. Because, <laughs> you did a great job. I was there for the conference. Yeah, I remember you did a great job. Well, because you have the you have the president of Princeton Theological Seminary. You have the president of a, a Presbyterian Seminary in Cuba. There, I'm just like, this is ridiculous. I the
1: Theological task force, folks. It, yeah, I'm it, just it, like,
0: it. I should not. I mean, you know, people that are way smarter than I am, and, and I'm just like, I should not be doing this. <laughs> so there's a lot, even though it was my home turf, to, mm. to so to speak. But but yeah, the self consciousness was in the in the preparation. And then the delivery for me is, is always yeah. there, too. But yeah. but, yeah, you guys had a difficult topic this week, a really tough topic, and I was really um, very interested to hear both your takes on it. So going into this week, knowing you're doing spiritual warfare, and, John, you mentioned it's also Halloween, spiritual warfare and Halloween. I mean, there's a lot of things uh, coalescing with that. What was your, what was your approach like when you wanted to talk about spiritual warfare? Like, what what was your real key I, I, takeaway I, and your I, point I had, for that?
1: I, I I'm, I'm troubled by the fact that um, people will either obsess over uh, Satan – in spiritual warfare, or they will uh, ignore it. Mm. Mm-hmm. And the moderating and the faithful in the biblical place is to accept it as a reality, and uh, but not to fear it. Mm-hmm. And so, because I was troubled by that, I wanted to just I wanted to make sure that we got we got the the armor of God language because that was the particular passage out there that is a response to the reality of something that we don't tend to want to think about yeah. I, I suspect that most people in in our church would be t- tend to be more on the uh, rational side of and, and in, in the rational naturalistic world there's no room for the supernatural powers of yeah. especially the personification of that in in satan mm-hmm. or in the devil so i wanted to i wanted to get that out there and then talk about use that as a starting point and say okay this is what you do in response to that so yeah it was really about trying to uh, acknowledge uh, what what seems to be a cultural reality among Christians, even at least the many of them that I've talked to that 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 not so sure about this satan devil business
0: yeah and 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 Rebecca you went into that as well too that there's a lot of almost like wanting to deny it but so what was your kind of thought process when you wanted to approach it as well, too. You went really heavy into, not heavy, but really uh, explained. uh, Satan is mentioned all over scripture. The devil is mentioned all over scripture. So, what do we do about that? But what Mm -hmm. was your kind of thought process headed into this week's message?
2: Well, we're doing a series, yeah, and the series sermon is um, our real struggle. Yeah. So, to acknowledge that and then to deal with our response to that. So mm-hmm. what do we do? And also, you know, what will get people thinking about this on a regular basis? Yeah. Um, like the armor part. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, you get up in the for the day and you get changed and, you know, think about the armor at that point and, um, so that they'll have something throughout the week that will spark their memory. Mm-hmm. Uh, right? What am I going to put on today? Yeah. Um,
0: yeah, I loved how you 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 yeah, gave that all yeah. the way through this mm-hmm. this line of what are you wearing? Because we mm-hmm. do think about that. Mm-hmm. I mean, we make decisions about what we wear, and even if we decide not to make decisions about it, we still got to put something on, right? And so you use that as a as a an illustrative point, which is what Paul mm-hmm. does as well. But you really said, look, this is this is an opportunity. You're putting on your clothes is an opportunity for discipleship. I mean, mm-hmm. didn't say it exactly like that, but right. that's what right. I got. I was like, wow, taking a very common thing everybody has to get get mm-hmm. get behind and then tying it back to scripture I, I thought that was a, a a really brilliant way of tackling a very um tough topic I mean you, mm-hmm. you you both really talked about the difficulty of the topic but 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 making it accessible mm-hmm. I thought that was a great way to, mm. to to illustrate that as well too so what was your One of the other things that you did, I thought was really interesting, was you tied back each item of the armor of God back to the person of Jesus. Jesus. Mm -hmm. I mean, really, really hammered that. I love that too. So what was your thinking about tying it back to to Christ at every single point?
2: Well, when I hear the word truth, and I think Jesus is the way the truth and the life, Mm -hmm. then I think that's just kind of how I read when words pop up, then it kind of Goes to other parts of scripture, and, and I think, ooh, is there something here? Um, and so it's just sort of natural for me. Interestingly, I read a commentary that told me not to do that. Oh, wow, and I said, Too bad I'm doing it, <laughs> you know. Um, <laughs> I said, This this applies, I'm doing it. Um, and the, it specifically said that you know that that does not apply, and um, I disagreed and stuck it in there anyway.
0: Well, I think no, I think you were right. I mean, because I think when you talk about salvation, you talk about truth, you talk about righteousness, you talk, uh, talk about all of those, mm-hmm. what's the standard? Right. How do we even know what any of those things are except for Christ? Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, how can you even define those? Mm-hmm. And John, And, and, you, and then clothed, be, just being—the idea of being clothed in
1: Christ, which is the sum, sum mm-hmm. of what you're saying, all of these things equate to Jesus, the truth, the peace, the, right. the, 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 the Word. Uh, they're, they're, Paul also talks about just being clothed in the righteousness right. of Christ. Put it's on the Lord Jesus Christ. It's one of the Im- images I used to tell the kids in confirmation class all the time. Said, you know, it's, it's not going to be that God doesn't see your sin, what He's going to see is your clothing. Yeah, mm-hmm. He's going to see that you're clothed in the righteousness of Christ. So I I, I applaud that as well. <laughs> I, I enjoy that, especially with you you landed with it as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. boom, boom. Well, we it's all, it's always an interesting decision, right? What we have to make when we're doing the study and the preparation of a sermon. We 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 research. We look at the passage. We read commentaries, we read articles, and they say their interpretations may be very different from Mm -hmm. one another, and then we can read them and say, but that, I just don't feel like that's right, Mm -hmm. you know, prayerfully, based on everything I know and and everything I see in Scripture, I just don't think that's right. You have to make those difficult decisions sometimes, you know. And and so, John, when you're looking at the armor piece, um, you went went through each piece. By piece piece yeah. by piece. So talk about your yeah. your um, the the way you went about that just this down down the line.
1: Yeah, I mean, and I know Rebecca did this t- too. She talked about each of the pieces, but I uh, 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 and I didn't land with the Jesus is each of those each of those pieces. I was like, okay, what does what does it mean in the put to, in in the in the context of the day? What did the belt of truth mean, and what mm-hmm. did the breastplate of righteousness mean, and what are for me the the thinking was? I mean, it could be summarized it's it's, it's all about Jesus. You mm-hmm. want to come the step before the summary was where I went. Yeah, it's like a step before the summary is okay. What what exactly do we need to know? What exactly yeah. do we need have, to uh, have right about us on the inside? Like the belt, since that's the first thing that goes on. So, okay, what is the first and most important piece that Paul wants us to know? Yeah. Well, the truth mm-hmm. of the gospel of Jesus Christ. You know, if you're going to be attacked in this world, if there's going to be a spiritual attack, you better have that locked in loaded. Mm-hmm. That needs to be that needs to be a clear, clear thing in your mind. And, well, and, you
0: even did this interesting thing, too, that that the other pieces of armor are attached to that in some fashion the belt of that. that belt of truth It that starts there yeah Well, and not yeah. even just that the it starts there, there but it actually hangs like, on it it hangs on it i yeah. thought that was a really mm-hmm. cool and and very vivid description of you can't really have these other things you know yeah. the righteousness and the you can't have these other things unless you Attach it all to the truth yeah. of, of of what God. So I thought that was a really inter- cool point as and well. And then
1: the 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 the, the non attached pieces, the weapon and the and the shield, yeah. you know, they have their purpose as well. Mm-hmm. So, that, so they, they, it becomes an integrated unit. Uh, so the, you know the we, the weapon itself being being faith itself, and you know I, I hit it a little differently on the. Uh, Sunday morning services than I did on the online service because it was a lot more of the, you know, it's a whole holistic, you know, faith and when you just have that great kind of trust, nothing nothing can harm you. You brought that out as well. Nothing can, can, can harm you when you've got that kind of rock-solid faith. And how many times, I didn't say this is one of the editing room stories, but how many times that people I have seen who've, who have that rock-solid faith in the middle of the worst possible thing you can think of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're thinking, how are you doing that? And you said, well, that's the, in this story, it would be that's the shield of faith that they've got around them. Yeah. it's the very thing that's it's it's getting them through.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you talk, so you mentioned like editing room floor. We always talk about the cutting room floor. What was there stuff like that for you, Rebecca? Stuff that you you had in your research, but you knew either it wasn't going to tie into the main point or it was going to distract from it. Was there stuff like that for you this week? Yes.
2: Uh, I was considering talking about Rome's gospel because a lot of people don't realize that Rome had a gospel. Yeah. Um, and that the word gospel you know, means good news and it's not specific to um,
0: our Christian, our faith, Christian yeah. faith. Right. Yeah.
2: But it got chopped. Yeah. Uh, it got taken out because there's only so much you can talk about and... I really wanted to spend time with talking about standing firm and being strong and yeah. in the end, stand, and those those words, because they're repeated, and they make a theme throughout the passage, and I didn't really cover that, and I wanted to yeah and, I, I really like
1: yeah, I, go I, ahead, really, go I ahead. really like the way you um you, you talked about the opposites. you brought in some of the opposites of the the elements of the of the armor, so if you're not going to live by truth. That means you really live by 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 lies. If you're not going to live with li, live in righteousness, mm-hmm. you're going to be living in wickedness. And so mm-hmm. I found that very effective, especially when you came circled back to it at the end, mm-hmm. and you said, "Now when you see people actually." doing, living in truth and living in, in, in righteousness, tell them. You know, that's yeah. part, of, part of what you, it means for you to have that armor of God is, to, is that you you acknowledge it in others and help them see
0: it for themselves. Well, we can't, I mean, and that ties back to some of the other messages we've had in this series about this. We're, we're not in this battle alone. Mm-hmm. We're in this as a part of a body of christ mm-hmm. a united body of christ yes unique and and uniquely gifted and, and uniquely equipped but we are there for each other for the encouragement of one another building each other up for the building up of the entire body of christ so that we together serve christ mm-hmm. and i think that's something we you know we we forget about especially when we hit the spiritual warfare thing is we feel like it's my battle and mm. it's not my battle. It's 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 what you know. We talked about a couple of weeks ago about if one member suffers, mm-hmm. we all suffer. Yeah. And uh, what a great what a great image there as well. Um, one of the things I, I wanted to bring up. Both of you did this, and I think it's just so important. We we, we we um we don't say it. I mean, we say it a lot, but I think when it comes to spiritual warfare, thing is that ultimately the victory is is accomplished. Yeah you know that yes we experience evil and we experience, and you guys both very effectively talked about the ways we see the spiritual warfare but in the ultimate in the the not yet of the already and not yet the victory is ours we win is the is the crux of the gospel i, I thought that was a, a really important thing for people to understand
2: that was how you ended your Your sermon. Yeah. You said, we win.
0: We win. We win. It was awesome. Well, it reminded me too, because um, several years ago when I was in Haines City and and I was teaching... classes and and uh, had had a group of about 20, 25 young adults, and they had a, a, a varying array of church backgrounds. You know, we got, we'd gone through the Gospel of Mark, and I was at the end, I was like, well, what, you know, what book, I, I'm a big book of the Bible. I, I, you know, I like to go through books of the Bible. And I said, well, what, what book do we want to do next? This and, is why, this is why you're going to be
1: spending the next three years in the, in the book of Psalms. <laughs> and so, yeah.
0: So, what happened was, um, we got to, I said, well, what, 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 what books do we want to attack? next and, and some people brought up revelation Revelation, and I had a had a girl come up to me afterwards she said if you're going to do revelation let me know I'm not coming hmm. I was like oh, okay you know wh- wh- why she's like it's just so scary you know it's just like just really really scary and, and, and I was like okay well you know tell me why you know you talked about you know, getting down to the root of the problem and I was like well why is it she was talking about the imagery and you know just imagining what it will be like and I was like but you know the bottom line of Revelation is we win. You know that, that's mm-hmm. that's really the bottom line. Revelation of in two words. Yeah, yeah, we, we win. win. And 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 uh, it didn't change her mind. She didn't want to do Revelation <laughs> anyway. Yeah, but I I thought, a, when you said that, I thought that was really really important. I have to, I have to admit that in the back of my mind, uh, some
1: years ago now, I was at a at, at a conference and and there's a I, I must have been a. Southern Baptist or somewhere along that that line, and he was making reference to a song I still don't know the, the song, but there apparently is a song that says i've read we 've read the back of the book referring to the Bible i've yeah. read the back of the book, <laughs> and we win yeah and that's the that's the refrain of that but but it is true and I, and I love that we both brought it up there because mm-hmm. it, it is very easy to have to to, to be to be terrified by by this mm-hmm. very concept that you would need all of this armor because there is this enemy left out there who was against us, It'd be very easy to be terrified, and to leave leave someone in their terror. And mm-hmm. so, to and I'm looking down at kids, you know, in, in the in the in the in the sanctuary as well. So I really, in person, yeah. it was even more of a. Like, I'm going to make sure I hit this even harder so they know. Don't be scared about this. We
0: do win. Well, and I think what you said earlier is it it helps mediate the, the 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 extremes of ignoring this spiritual warfare that goes on which is so ridiculous because you both talked about the ways you've seen literal evil enacted uh-huh. you talked about southeast asia you know you talked about various things you've seen it just that um we can't deny that. But then going the other direction to just obsess over it all the time, the mediating kind of point of it is the victory is already secure. Mm-hmm. We fight not to win, but we fight as victors, mm-hmm. which is just that, – that's like cheating. But I mean, that's right. <laughs> And
2: when you know – if you're playing a game and you know you're going to win in the end, I mean like – you play the game very differently. Very differently. You approach differently. it very differently.
0: Yeah, yeah. And that's how we're supposed to approach our, right. our, our lives in in faith. And so if anybody's missed any one of the, the messages um, for any one of this in this series, but if you missed uh, Pastor Rebecca's from Vine or Pastor John's from Classic on Spiritual Warfare, great um, way to get a very um, a whole picture uh, of both the general and the specifics of that that topic. Uh, encourage everybody to visit our website, fpclakeland.org. You can watch whole services. You can listen to the sermons while you're in your car. That's what I did this morning on my commute. Listen to Pastor John's because I had seen Rebecca's in person. And uh, so I encourage everybody to do that. Go to fpclakeland.org. Click up on the upper right-hand corner under the Sermon Archives. And if you miss any one of our uh, episodes of Armchair Preaching, encourage you to check out SoundCloud, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher. Be sure to subscribe, hit the like, share it with your friends. You do that well. You've done you, it before. Yeah, 44 you just, times. Just 44 done. different <laughs> times. I, I just go through that. but. Rebecca, thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, John, thanks for hanging out. Good John uh, is going to be off next week. I'm off this week. Yeah, you're out of the not not going to be preaching, but Rebecca's going to be in Classic this week. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be in Vine, and uh, we're we're going to be uh, continuing this series in uh, serving Christ and uh, still in the Book of Ephesians, but we're backing up a little bit. So <laughs> it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. So thank you guys for hanging out for a little while. Thank you. Enjoy it, and uh, we'll see everyone else next time.
2: Bye!